Welcome back to another episode of Kindred Conversations. I'm Paris Tews. And I'm Brittany Fry. And I'm just going to start with my moment of gratitude. And then I'll have you go. Um, Okay. Johnny took Brooks on a Disney cruise last week. An actual dream. Yeah, it was a three-year-old's dream. And we were all supposed to go. It was with Johnny's family. But um, anyway, obviously they're not letting... 37 week pregnant women on the boat (laughs) can we just really quickly note how brave of you as a 37 week pregnant woman to send your husband on a cruise oh my gosh I just didn't even think about it at the time like before this cruise has been planned for like a year and when I got pregnant that was kind of like one of our first few thoughts was like oh wait I probably can't go but I was induced with Wells like 41 weeks and so in my mind, I was just thinking like, oh, I'm not even going to be pregnant. I remember at 40 weeks with Wells saying, I feel like I could be 25 weeks pregnant right now. So I just, I remember of, you saying that, right? I just assumed that it would be the same this, yeah. this time around. And then all of a sudden, like three days before Johnny was leaving, I'm like, I'm so pregnant. Like I could go into labor any day, you know, <laughs> like I probably won't, but people do that happens. That, that is a possibility. <laughs> so I was panicking a little bit, but, um, no, it was so great. So he took Brooks and I stayed home with Wells and, um, it was just after Thanksgiving. So we had people in and out of town. My mom, uh, was there for part of the time and, Anyway, there were just people in and out, but mostly it was just Wells and I for like eight days and it was so fabulous. I was so grateful for both Johnny and I and both of our boys to have, um, that one-on-one time. I think the timing was just so perfect and we didn't even realize right before baby comes, but also it, um, I just thought all week long, it made me so grateful (laughs) For two things. One is I genuinely feel like I use this phrase all the time. I'm like, I can't even hear myself think often like our, my life, our life just feels so busy and, um, not even, not even always scheduling busy, but, but you just, have two little boys. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We're like, I can't even go to the grocery store by myself yes. or if I do, or if I, um, you know, am doing a trip to the grocery store with my boys they're wanting to talk the entire yes. time. No matter how, <laughs> no matter how careful you've been with your schedule with little kids, your right. life feels hectic. Yes, and just um, really stimulating. Yeah. And anyways, so so I'm always saying that, like, oh my gosh, I just like cannot even hear myself think. And I've known that I'm an extrovert, but uh, honestly, this phase of young motherhood, young children has made me question that. Like, am I actually an introvert? Because I could really use some alone time right now. (laughs) Anyway, it was so funny, literally within two days of Johnny and Brooks being gone and it just being Wells and I at home. I'm like, what, what are we supposed to do all day? (laughs) Like we were bored. It was quiet in my house. Isn't it funny? I remember distinctly having just miles and thinking, oh my goodness, my hands feel so full with one. How do people have more than one kid? I remember feeling that in my bones and now having two, Honestly, I don't feel like having a second was a crazy transition for us. I feel like it was a pretty smooth transition. transition. But even with that being the case, I feel like... When you only have one, it's When I only have one, it feels like a vacation. It feels so (laughs) calm and relaxing. And it's funny how your paradigm just 
shifts totally shifts. so yes. much because I bet you probably felt similarly when you had one kid. Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I remember things feeling busy or crazy. I mean, I do, I do also remember at times going somewhere where there were a lot of kids and coming home and saying, our house is so quiet. But like our life is very quiet. Also, I, I feel like that's that. a testament of the differences between our first personality for too. For sure. For sure. Because. Brooks was very quiet and calm. Like I genuinely yeah. would have said calm. But that's what's funny is Wells is not calm. But once it was just the two of us, I was like, oh my gosh, we're bored. Like <laughs> we got to kill some time here. And I never feel that it's way. It's so special having a whole family. Yes. You so know? that was the thing. One, it made me, um, it made me grateful for the chaotic life that we normally have and grateful that I don't have to sit around and kill time or like think of things to do. Yeah. We have so much to do and so many wonderful people that fill our lives and it's just, it's great. I love it. I'm grateful for the chaos and it made me grateful for the chaos. And then the other thing that I was thinking was that, um, the first day or so I, I even like half day, I don't even know. I had this thought of just like, oh, I feel actually really bad that I've never had this one-on-one time with Wells. I mean, we've had some one-on-one time, but so, you know, so limited compared to a first child Nothing. where you have years yeah. of, of one-on-one Nothing time. can compare to that. No. And I was totally feeling bad about it. And, and to be honest, when we split the kids up, usually Johnny has Wells and I have Brooks. So also like Wells and I don't have a lot of time, just the two of us. And I was totally feeling bad about it and like, you know, feeling bad for him. And within, I don't even know, definitely within 48 hours, I just had this thought like, no, I don't feel bad for him at all. I'm actually so grateful that he has a sibling. I just, it was maybe the contrast of like, all of a sudden it's so quiet and we're bored. And I'm like, I'm so glad that he has someone to play with all day long. Yeah. And he has just a built-in friend all the time. And it's so wonderful. And it's the best gift I could have ever given him. And I'm grateful for that. I think that all the time, I think we're always, we always feel that sense of loss a little bit when we bring another kid into our homes. And I think that's so natural and normal because you you do inevitably have to give away some of your attention. Right. But I do believe that you are giving them the greatest gift. Oh my gosh. And I think too, reading How to Raise an Adult, I think a lot of those problems of being a helicopter parent, you know, you, you aren't capable of being a helicopter parent when you have multiple kids. Yes, that's so I true. I mean, at least not to the degree that you that you could be if you have just one child. And I think every child that you add, you could be less and less of helicopter parent, which ultimately is for their benefit. Totally. No, I totally agree. I feel like I just had an aha moment when you were saying that I needed, I needed that reminder. (laughs) Not that I've been worried about this baby coming, but I'm just realizing that like some of the problems or I don't even know if problems is the right word, but just like some of the difficult things that I feel like um, I've been focusing on in parenting, like how do I solve this issue? And like, how do I fix this thing? Um, probably could have, could be solved by a little bit less attention. Now that you're saying <laughs> that. So I'm actually grateful anyway. Okay. What was your moment of gratitude? Okay. I was going to say something else, but now we're on this topic. And so now this is what I'm thinking of, but Lola is almost 10 months now, which wow. Can you believe no. that? She's almost 10 months. I can't believe it. It's wild. But the thing I'm 
feeling so grateful for is that she and Miles are starting to play together a little bit maybe not play together but play next to each other she's super interested in everything Miles is doing and sometimes it definitely bugs him a little bit but also he's really (laughs) sweet and and gentle with her and that has been so fun Pierce and I will both say the best moment of our lives it wasn't getting married it wasn't having Miles it wasn't having Lola the best moment of our lives was when they met it was just so incredibly special to have our whole family well we do plan on having more kids <laughs> but our whole family that's here now yeah together and having us be together as a family of four for the first time was genuinely the most precious moment Sweet. of my life I just there's just nothing like it yeah and anyways watching Lola be so interested in Miles okay you're gonna die over this it's so cute the past couple of times that Miles has gone to preschool she's just happy and then he gets out of the car and she just starts (laughs) bawling and I feel like she's young to be doing that right she is she totally kills me it's just so adorable like she just loves him and he makes her giggle and he like wants to try and make her giggle and she just eats it up and it is so fun yes it's so fun it makes me want to have 15 kids i love it i mean maybe not but (laughs) no that's so cute and just to watch like the very beginnings of a lifelong relationship just feels so special and just knowing like i gave you that and i love each of you so much and knowing what my siblings are to me it's so special totally i totally agree i've thought that i'm like brooks and wells could when people ask me, like, are they friends? I'm like, they're best friends. Yes. And then I'm like, don't get me wrong. They fight a hundred yes. times a day. <laughs> they do. And honestly, I'm like, they could fight a hundred times a day. But like those moments where you just see pure joy in their relationship. Oh my gosh. You're just like, this is worth it. This is worth it. Like, okay. Also, even the fighting is everything. good for them. The fighting oh, oh, is t- so, so healthy. Good. Yes. So good. My mom, my family, we always say, Girls who have sisters, they are nice girls. Not to say that girls who don't have sisters aren't nice girls, but we... But you have to learn. You learn how to get along with girls. You learn how to be friends. You just learn so many wonderful skills. Totally. Having a sister. Totally. And obviously we're biased because I have three sisters. (laughs) (laughs) But I just really do believe we learn so many valuable lessons working things out within our homes 100 percent. no i i totally agree i love that that was a sweet moment a sweet moment of gratitude <laughs> unplanned but great <laughs> <laughs> okay we are just wanting to kind of do a little recap of of our event that we had a couple weeks ago we've mentioned it really briefly but we just oh my gosh felt like it was so um wonderful in so many ways. It was the culmination of a lot of planning and a lot of stress and a lot of goals and, um, I don't know, just so many things. And it was so wonderful to meet people in person and connect in person. And, um, just, I don't know. I feel like it was so special on so many different levels. We're really grateful for how it went. Yes. I think Brittany and I were both feeling so nervous because it feels so (laughs) vulnerable we share our hearts every week on this podcast and I think both of us were just so we were just so nervous you know gathering in person it felt honestly really vulnerable it's something new for both of us and it was such a special experience because at the end of the night Brittany and I both felt like 
wow, that was so, that felt so normal. Like yeah. it felt like we were hanging out with people that we really knew and really loved. And that was so cool because that's how we feel when we're talking on the podcast. You know, totally. we, we are having these conversations and my favorite reviews that we are, we get are ones that say, oh, we feel like we're best friends because that's how we feel too. Yeah. And it was so cool to get together in real life and have that translate so naturally into real life and I it just felt like such a pinch me moment of oh my goodness look at all these people like the people that came were so cool (laughs) so cool and I feel like it was so great to see people connect with each other and get to create something and Brie Lynn Floral Co she was just so wonderful and getting to learn from her and make something with her hands and learn a skill it was just everything we could have hoped and more and I honestly can't even wait for the next one I know I've been thinking the same thing I'm so excited and we're hoping to do I don't know at least biannual events so I mean I know we've put it out there on our Instagram a couple of times but if there is anything in particular that you think would be really fitting for an in-person event then please let us know we would be really interested in um seeing what people would be interested in yes also we just love hearing from you in general always (laughs) no matter what your thoughts I love it when we get random dms about like oh I thought you'd like this post or you would like this speaker whoever it is and we just always love hearing from you so please just continue to talk to us yes I totally agree also I do have to say I mentioned this a couple times that night and I just really feel like it rang so true. I, well, one, I feel like doing a podcast is so funny because when people, like if I'm out in public and somebody comes up and is like, Hey, I listened to your podcast. It it takes everything of me not to just laugh (laughs) because doing the podcast, it's so easy to compartmentalize. Like we're just chatting and it feels like so normal for me to have a conversation with parents. And then we put it out into the world. And I, for a long time, tried to just forget that we put it out into the world because I wanted to edit like every other sentence that was coming out of my mouth. Just what if that came off the wrong way? Or like, I don't know, just do I really want to put that out? Anyway, so I feel like I tried to just like really compartmentalize like, oh, I do this thing with Paris and then like not think about it any other time. And when people bring it up other times, I'm like, oh my gosh, I really, I said, I said something and somebody else listened to it. (laughs) (laughs) But then, um, so then doing the event was like such a cool moment because of course we get to interact on the Instagram, which is wonderful. And occasionally we get to meet people in person, which is just the best. But um, to see as a group, the people that are listening to the podcast, it felt like this moment of, of course, like, of course. Like these are our people. Yes, totally. Like, yes, they would listen. And like, they would like the things that we like to talk about. They would want to know you know, I don't know all the things they would want to read this book that we wanted to read and yeah. they would want to hear about this topic that we wanted to hear about. And they would, you know, it was just like such a wonderful moment that I felt like, yes, these are our people. And like, it was, it was really great to connect as a group. I agree. And honestly, just the people I feel like that showed up to support us. I felt like so many listeners showed up to support us and something that we put out into the world. And I just feel so grateful. Same. It is just no small thing. No. And I'm so grateful. And like I said, I'm so excited. To Can't wait it. for next year. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're already talking about, about more ideas, but stay tuned. So for this episode, this is our last episode of the year. 
And we kind of thought we would just chat about a few things that we didn't necessarily feel like we were going to do whole episodes on, at least right now, but just a few things that we wanted to talk about. So it's going to be made up of a few little things here and there, a couple things we got requests for when we asked for um, what you want to hear us talk about next year. But like I said, we're not ready to do full episodes on them. So we're just going to kind of, kind of chat. (laughs) No, I love that. Um, first topic was preparing for a baby. Yes, you guys, Brittany's having her baby so soon. <laughs> also, I feel like I never call you Brittany, but for some I reason just... I call you Brittany. Like, I'm only calling you Brittany tonight. <laughs> that felt kind of horrible. It's like we got in a fight and that was... <laughs> when Johnny Brittany. when Johnny says Brittany, I know it's serious. I'm like, oh shoot. <laughs> I'm not mad at you, I swear. <laughs> I just like did it once and now I can't stop. <laughs> um, yes, and I feel like... When you are in that phase of expecting and postpartum, it's just so, it can feel isolating in a lot of ways and also exciting in a lot of ways. And you want to hear other people talk about their experiences. I remember um, with both Brooks and Wells, I can like very vividly picture walking around the neighborhood that we lived in at the time, listening to podcasts about people who were expecting postpartum, going through it all. I consumed all of the birth content with both of my kids. You just want to, I don't know, it's helpful and it's fun and it's also so fun I think every woman that's had a baby I mean hopefully at least I know not everyone gets to have a positive experience but I think for the most part people that have positive experiences they just want to talk about it it's so fun totally it brings up so many happy memories yes and I love that okay yes, I, do too. I, I know you and I both feel strongly not not necessarily Maybe strongly is not the right word because I feel like people in the birth world get very, um, what's the word? They get very set in their ways and have very strong opinions. And I think we just have very strong opinions about doing whatever you need to do. Totally. totally. <laughs> so that's our strong opinion. Also, I feel like my tummy's just making a million noises right now. So hopefully I can't hear the anything. mic is not picking up. <laughs> If you're hearing contractions, you are. Johnny all the time is like, what in the world is that noise? I'm just like, I don't know what's happening, okay? There's a lot going on. The baby girl. Um, No, I totally agree. I think we both feel really strongly about doing what makes sense for you and and this particular pregnancy and um, going in with an open mind. That's been really, really, really important for me in both of my previous, um, births. And I'm just grateful that I've been able to do that. And I don't know, I think it's a moment that there is obviously a lot of buildup and, um, sometimes pressure, you know, regarding how you're doing it or where you're doing it or who's in the room or, you know, whatever. And going in with an open mind and just being able to be able to be present I think is what is most important to me. So. I love that. Okay. What are you doing to prepare, to prepare. so that you can be present? Uh, okay. The biggest thing I, I think for all of my pregnancies so far has been doing meditations. It feels crazy that you're saying all of my pregnancies. Isn't that weird? I know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it feels like a lot, but I'm still like, how, how do people have so many kids? <laughs> I don't, I don't hey, know. Hey, you're getting up there. Oh my gosh. But meditations have, have been so big. I don't know why, but you really do forget what it's like. And it being my third now, I um, thought like, oh, I'll just know exactly. And 
about a month ago, I think I started to do the, some of the birth meditations and affirmations that I've liked in the past. And it brought back so many memories and feelings and emotions. And I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot everything. I forgot what this feels like. I forgot the mindset that I want to be in. So that has been the number one thing because I feel like they talk about this a little bit and think like a monk with Jay Shetty. But if you aren't used to getting yourself in that mindset, then in the moment that you want to be in that mindset, it's, it's, you're not going to be able to get there. So just the preparation and like spending a little time every morning and night, um, listening to affirmations or doing my breathing, practicing being present. I think that that's honestly the most helpful to prepare for like actual labor. Okay. I love that. And I also want to bring up a point because we've talked about this at length, but I think a lot of times people think that if they plan on getting an epidural, they think they don't have to prepare for yes. birth. Yes. Which if you want an epidural, more power to you. I think they're wonderful, but I think no matter what kind of birth you plan on having, whether you plan on having a scheduled C-section or a birth at home, I think preparing your mind and body and doing that breathing and that meditation, that is so only important. going to... No, it's key. Yes. It's key. I really feel that way. So yes, I'm glad you brought that up. I've had an epidural with both my boys and Wells's um, labor and delivery honestly couldn't have been better and it couldn't have been more structured. Like I was induced, I... The whole thing was planned and um, I went in at, like dilated to a three and just like it was really smooth and pretty short and just everything. And it was just Johnny and I like there was your there were just no other factors. Yeah. Right. Like it was really textbook. Yeah. And that was great. Um, but OK, so so from that experience specifically, I remember I labored for four hours, I think, without an epidural and then an hour and a half with And I remember, um, at the end, like I was pushing and my doctor, um, said something to me. I have had like a small episiotomy both times said something to me about your scar tissue right here. Like it's not really stretching. We could do this. And I was like, oh yeah, actually I think that'd be great. So he's like, okay, after we do that, like we'll probably push just a couple more times. And I don't remember what specifically happened, but something made me laugh. Like I, (laughs) (laughs) the the classic amazing Brit laugh. Literally, I like giggled as I'm pushing. And (laughs) that I did not know this until right now, but that is so you. I'm obsessed with it. (laughs) And literally, I have a recording of this because Paris has the best advice, which was it could be our advice now. Which is to do voice memo, to turn to turn on your voice memo. That's yeah. what it's called, right? The voice yeah. memo app and start it and just like play it while you're pushing. Because you don't have to think about it. It takes yep. no battery. It can go forever. Yes. And then you have this wonderful audio of your birth. So anyway, so I had that and I literally have a recording of this. I like start to laugh at something and, and my doctor's like, oh, or you could just laugh the baby out. And like <laughs> literally Wells was just like born. <laughs> how did you not know this this is so cute oh my gosh and I remember one of the nurses saying you don't see that very often (laughs) I just have to say this in contrast because I did the voice memo with both of my kids and after Lola I was like Pierce actually did it and I'm like babe will you send me the voice recording when I Lola he's like yeah I don't think you want to hear it (laughs) 
have it, but it's like it's a lot of moans and groans. Oh, and uh, Lola was born. Lola was born really purple, and oh, yeah. it like took a couple of minutes to like get her to cry. Totally, and it was fine. And it wasn't ever like it wasn't ever super like, scary. Yeah, it wasn't ever urgent or anything. But it was kind of like is she is she crazy? Yeah. Like what's going on? <laughs> anyway, so hers wasn't quite as oh gosh, quite as rewarding, so and funny. I definitely sound like an animal. But love <laughs> that you were just giggling, and then Wells was here, and that sounds so perfect. And I love that you have it documented forever. Oh my gosh, it was just so smooth. And I, I yes, the voice memo. You definitely need to do that. Anyway, so Wells' labor and delivery went really well. And here's the thing: is I feel like. Um, I feel like I was able to just stay really calm through the whole thing. I kind of went in open-minded, like with Brooks, I had to have an epidural. And this time I'm like, Oh, we'll see. Like, I don't know. I don't really feel strongly either way, which if you feel really strongly, like that's great. You can totally go for what you want. But I just wanted to like kind of be an observer, you know, like I'm going to see how this feels. I'm going to see like how the baby's reacting, et cetera. And because of that, I feel like I was able to just be like really positive through whatever happened the entire time. That's and such then, a great, well, I great just, mindset, I feel like, to I be able know to have. People, yes, it was, it suited me. It yeah. definitely helped. That's honestly how I was with Miles. And I feel like it was great because I had no expectations, really. Like, I had prepared right. for everything, I felt like. Right. But there was nothing that would have, I felt like, disappointed me. I mean, obviously, yes. if I had, my one goal was I don't want this to be traumatic. That right. was my goal. Right, totally. And that's the thing is, I feel so bad for people who do end up having really traumatic experiences. But along with that, sometimes I feel like what makes some experiences traumatic is the inability to let go of the way that you want things to happen. Yeah. Whether that's like natural or, or like vaginal unmedicated, a lot of people really don't want to see section. And then when that happens, it's just like so devastating or, um, I don't know, just those types of things. Not not feeling like in control of the situation can be really difficult. And I think that can make a situation traumatic. Yeah. So going in open-minded, that's partly why it's so important for me. And then Brooks's situation was a little bit traumatic because he came so early and I was unhealthy and he was unhealthy and he had to go straight to the NICU. And like my mom showed up literally... I don't even, as I'm like in the middle, we didn't know she was going to be able to make it, right? Like her flight landed as I'm like in the middle of labor. She like shows up, thankfully was there. Anyway, just the whole thing was not what we expected. But I have to say that again, I feel like in that situation, um, just like having done the meditations and whatnot, I was able to have him vaginally, which felt like such a huge, huge blessing. But there were some really, really scary moments throughout that labor and it was a little bit longer. And anyway, um, I feel like because I'd done the meditations and affirmations, I don't ever remember a point of feeling out of control, feeling panicked, feeling anything other than just like really calm and really at peace and just like moving, you know, moving through, through things as they came. And I'm grateful for that. So that's my like number one. Okay. I love that. And such a good reminder. Our minds are so incredibly powerful. And I think there is nothing, no scenario or situation that makes that more obvious than giving birth. I think that's one of my favorite, one of my favorite parts about getting, giving birth is it's just incredible to watch what your mind and body can do. And it's so cool. Like how lucky are we to be able to bring babies into this world? It's It's so amazing. 
it's really amazing. Yeah. Go I us. Agree. I agree. <laughs> it's seriously the best. And, and I feel like I remembered saying this too, before giving birth to Brooks, I remember like definitely feeling just a sense of like girl power, right? Yes. Like just females are awesome. Like thinking that. And after I had Brooks, I was like, Oh, I had no idea. Like, <laughs> this is next level. Like, well, and doing it and you're being like, wow, everybody right. that's had a baby has done this. Right. Wow. Like, yeah. go yeah. us. Yeah. <laughs> that's so true. Um, okay. And then just like general things that I feel like have been very helpful and they do feel a little bit specific. Well, no, not specific, but they feel extra important because yeah. of the time of year that the baby's coming. Yeah. But I actually think that it's suiting us really well. And it would have been nice to think about a little bit before both of my boys. So, um, those things are that I'm scheduling out, not, not like to the hour schedule or anything like that, but general activities and meals that we want to have this for like the first couple weeks, the week leading up to the birth as of right now I have a scheduled um induction so like a week before and the week after just general things obviously that includes Christmas so I just didn't want to feel like we're trying to plan things out the night before you know I just want to feel like really calm really prepared like things are taken care of and also the for like my mom or Johnny my sister's coming for a second um just anyone who happens to be taking care of my boys I also want them to feel like we are prepared for them. There are activities planned out for them to do. So we've been writing down all of those things like gingerbread houses, um, going to look at Christmas lights, any of those kinds of activities. We're like scheduling, calling, um, you know, making reservations, getting tickets, whatever, um, planning out general meals that we want to have just so that things feel a little bit smoother moving into the next couple of weeks. I love that. And I agree. It makes sense that this is all that you would have to feel more planned out because of when you're having your baby. But that sounds great no matter when. Totally. The baby's coming. Also, I just have to say, I firmly believe the best kind of plan is a plan that you have that you can completely disregard if you want. And that's exactly how it sounds. Yes. You know what to do if you need an activity and if you want to do something different, you always can. Yes, exactly. But it's like when you're like, crap, we didn't think about what we're gonna that you know and you're scrambling that's like way harder to way harder to adjust yes okay also we just have to talk about this because you're having a new baby and I feel like every mom on earth has gone through this oh my gosh but oh my goodness the sickness right now is actually wild next level I'm like is it just in Utah I don't think so I don't think so either well your sister in Kentucky yeah doesn't she say the same thing yeah she said it was awful awful there she's a teacher and and just said yeah the sickness was all over but it feels so I can't even think of a single person that hasn't been sick in the last month and like like pretty sick yeah you know, not just like a cold no we we got the sickest that we've ever been last month yeah yeah both my boys did thank heavens Johnny and I have avoided everything thus far I'm honestly just counting it as a blessing but it has left me feeling a little bit panicked I I don't know if everyone feels this way or not, but that moving into newborn phase and then being in the newborn phase is I get a little paranoid about sickness and I think most people are so hard to feel that way. Yeah. So I'm trying to just remind myself like there are things within our control and things out of our control. We're going to do what we can. Right. Yeah. 
but and then anyway we're, we'll do our best okay what are you guys doing so i've been doing for me uh vitamin c and zinc if i ever feel anything coming on and then for my boys also just sticking with supplements and you know vitamins and whatnot but then also especially because of this time of year i'm trying to really focus on just like what they're eating we're such strong believers that food is medicine and I am not opposed to eating a cookie for, you know, <laughs> it's fun. It's, it's, you know, whatever. But, and I genuinely believe that there are things that bring us happiness that I'm like, it is worth the happiness it's bringing. Yeah. So we're definitely in moderation. That's such a good mindset. Eating healthy. But, um, but yeah, I, I'm aware of that. I'm, I'm paying attention to it. if they have any symptoms trying to get on to, um, slowing down a little bit, definitely not spending as much time in public. I mean, yeah, almost it's very limited at this point, I would say just because yeah. I'm worried about the baby. Yeah. Um, paying attention to food supplements. Anyway, all of those being outside, I feel like getting fresh air. Um, I also think, feel like things pass less outside. Yes. A hundred percent. So that's been big for us, but what about you? Yeah. So I'm, not worried about a newborn maybe, but I just want to avoid sickness because I mean, Lola is 10 months old. She could get sick from RSV or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, we're all at risk, but, um, we have been same thing. I'm trying to be aware. I don't think that it's a coincidence that six season is also the season where we are just loading our bodies with sugar. Yeah. And we are definitely, eating a lot of sugar and enjoying a lot of sugar, but I'm trying to just keep a handle on it and trying to also feed healthy foods as well, which honestly, even saying this, I'm like reminding myself that I believe this and I want to be better (laughs) at it. Um, also I am a huge believer. I have to get out and do things. I, especially the winter can feel so dreary and that's really hard for me yeah I just noticed such a direct correlation with my mood and the weather not even necessarily the temperature but whether it's gray sunny outside or, or sunny dark. Yeah, if it's totally. sunny and cold I'm a happy girl yeah if it's dark and dreary I I don't feel good yeah and anyway so I just really know that about myself and I know that I need to have things planned I need to be doing things yeah and I'm um, I right now going to the museums and things like that are just not worth it to me. I feel like sickness is so wild right now that it's just not worth it to me. But play dates, smaller play dates, and I'm still sending Miles to preschool and he goes to his church class. And so I'm not sitting out of any of those things. If I were about to have a new baby, I would maybe feel differently. But we're still engaging in all of our normal activities. But I'm just being hyper aware of like Miles is not going to play on a indoor play set mm-hmm. pro- probably until the spring. Right. It just doesn't feel worth it to me. There are so many other fun things that we could do, mm-hmm. but we'll have lots of friends over. We'll go to the park. We'll bundle up. We'll be outside. And I need to be better about supplements. I need to talk to you about which ones you do because that would actually be a really fun um, episode. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. I would love that. Uh, for me, I have an immune support one. I Mm. was literally telling you before you got here, but last night I had kind of a sore throat. And so I loaded up on vitamins (laughs) this morning. I felt great. So 
I need something like that for my kids. But yeah, I just feel like I know that my mental health, I have to be so much more proactive about in the winter. Yeah. It takes a lot, it takes a lot more work for me to maintain my mental health in the winter. I just feel like my schedule in the summer and the weather, it's much more conducive to good mental health. And for me, when winter rolls around, I just need to be a lot more proactive about it to keep feeling my best. Totally. I, which I think everyone feels that way to an extent, just even thinking about the change in weather. I mean, naturally our, the weather's so much more conducive to being outside and getting fresh air and getting vitamin D in the summer. And then all of a sudden in the winter, you have to be very intentional about those things, right? Like it takes a lot more effort and planning to get outside and Mm -hmm. to get some sunshine and get fresh air. So I, I think that totally makes sense. Plus, um, naturally I think our schedules are much more social in the summer and then we really pair back in the winter. Totally. There's just so many things that I think are, are a lot more conducive to just like really positive, happy, fun, general feeling in the summer that we have to make a lot more intentional planned effort to maintain in the winter. Yes. I also feel like we're trying to really lean into making our home feel cozy and making cozy meals and cozy treats. And, um, I have actually loved we have just always been very intentional about screen time in our home. I feel like as most parents are, but I'm actually loving now that miles is almost four. I feel um, like I feel more comfortable like cozying up as a family and watching a movie. And it's been fun because that's something I didn't really do until pretty recently. So that's been so fun too. Now we look forward to it as a family Totally, and we'll put Lola down and then we'll like snuggle and watch a show and eat popcorn. And that's been really, that's been really fun to do yes. some nights. And yes. Just yes. been trying to really lean into all of those things that, you know, we do enjoy at home. So no, I actually am glad you said that. That reminds me, that was another thing that I feel like I recognized in this really slow week that I had with Wells is it was such a good reminder to me that I am grateful for what feels like chaos so often, but also it was the best reminder because honestly, like that week I had the timing of it was really interesting. We had just had our event like the week before and then we had Thanksgiving, which I hosted at my house. And anyway, we've just been, life had been busy and we had just gotten done with like two major things and then Johnny and Brooks left and all of a sudden I didn't have anything on my schedule. And it was such a great realization for me that sometimes I get so caught up in getting my things done or like looking to the next planned, you know, whatever it is, um, event or, you know, the next thing I have to do that sometimes it feels like my boys are getting in the way of that or that like their schedule is getting in the way of my schedule. And that week I had with Wells, like I genuinely did not have a single thing to do. And that like came with its, you know, its own amount of like difficulty. But also it was the best, best reminder that I can slow down and enjoy, like enjoy those really slow moments with my kids. And like that is where the relationships are built. It's not... I don't feel like it's really in the super scheduled things that you built relationships with your children, right? Like it's in the everyday moments that you're doing 
all day long. And so that was helpful for me to see. And I just, you bringing up like watching the movies with Miles made me think of that. It just made me think like, when was the last time that, you know, when Wells asked, can we drive around the circle in the neighborhood that I was like, yeah, let's drive around the circle. Like so often I'm like, no, we got to get home because we got to get to the next thing. Or like, we got to get to nap time or got to unload the car. Anyway, I just am like, how often do I really stop to just like be very patient and just allow things to go on their timing and their schedule? Okay, I love that. Did you watch that video that went viral a couple weeks ago that it's basically this mom and she's just snuggling her baby and she has all these beautiful words, but basically she talks about borrowing the hindsight of moms who have gone before her. Oh no. So basically the gist is, you know how moms with older kids always just mention um, to like, oh my goodness, your babies are so young. Just enjoy them. Like that's going to go by so fast. Yeah. And she just talks about how, oh, from their perspective, they have watched their kids grow. Like they don't get this anymore. And this is just, it's going to go so fast. And so just kind of like listening to those moms and realizing like, we don't get these moments with our kids for very long. Yeah. And I've been thinking a lot about that video and just the other night Pierce put Miles to bed and he came up and he's like you should just go snuggle with him right now he looks so cute he's so fresh and cuddly from his bath you should just go snuggle with him for a little bit and he was already like down for the night he wasn't expecting me to come or anything like that and I had so much to do my first instinct was kind of like oh no you put him down and then I kind of checked myself and realize I want to go have a moment with my little boy. And yeah. anyways, I just go down there and I just snuggled him, just put his hands on my face. And he's so sweet. And three is so fun because they're just <laughs> doting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. So he just puts his hands on my face like, Paris, I love you forever. <laughs> Miles calls me Paris. <laughs> but anyways, it was just so sweet and a good reminder, like you said, to just just treasure it and soak in those little moments that you wouldn't necessarily do. And I know sometimes that's hard because this phase in particular can feel really monotonous and busy and honestly so ordinary sometimes, but also like you said, that ordinary is so magic and I know that I'm going to miss this so much there are things that I won't miss but I will miss his little hands on my face before he falls asleep and like the snuggles when he's fresh out of the bath and him wanting me to snuggle him and like Lola nursing today I was nursing her and she was just snuggled up into me and she's so busy already usually when she's nursing right now she's like, she's like climbing around. on yeah, me yeah. like her mouth her <laughs> mouth is on me and every <laughs> her legs are like just climbing but she snuggled with me today while she was nursing and it just felt like this is going so fast and there are a lot of moments that aren't great but there are so many moments that I just want to like really really soaking no I totally agree I agree and I was great I was feeling really grateful that by the time Brooks came back I was like in this new mindset of it was just a great reminder right like Especially that feels before the baby comes yes and that feels so vulnerable to be vulnerable to say like I feel like I haven't been enjoying my children the way I want to be but I genuinely felt that way I was like wow I needed this like I needed a moment to realize like I need to get back to slowing down a little bit, you know, and, and just like taking like bedtime doesn't have to be this like hurried rushed thing. Like 
get them down, you know, let's get them down to bed as fast as we can. And then like, I'm exhausted and I have to clean that. Like, it doesn't have to feel that way every night. We can really enjoy our time together. Yeah. And some nights it does feel rushed. And some nights your kid is getting out of bed 10 times after you put them to bed. And yeah. that is frustrating and that's okay. But it, I don't have to like be on this really rushed schedule all the time. I can allow myself the time to just like be patient and really enjoy them and yeah. their activities and whatnot. So anyway, that's been, that's been on my mind and I'm grateful, grateful that you reminded me of that. Okay. I feel like we should end there because that's why we started this podcast is because we want to, okay, actually I have to mention three and 30. It's a great motherhood podcast that Britt and I both love, but, um, I saw the other day in her bio, she said that she wants to help moms in love motherhood as much as they love their kids. And that just struck me deep in my soul because I love that. And I, everyone loves their kids so much and I want to love motherhood. I Mm -hmm. honestly, I feel like I do love motherhood so much and I want, I want everyone to anyways, I thought that that was the sweetest, the sweetest phrasing and no, that is so sweet and so perfect. And makes me so excited for the episode that we have with Avery coming up. Yes, just a little teaser. It's so it good. A teaser. It, she was just so fabulous in every single way. So just know that the episode specifically, it's coming out in January and it will be specifically on being a working mom and just trying to find that balance. But um, holy cow, Paris and I both after talking to her were just like every single word out of her mouth we were like this is relatable and helpful and every mom needs to listen to this so anyway just a little teaser for Avery but we hope that you have the most wonderful December and now that I'm thinking about it um this is our end of year episode as well oh yeah so thanks for listening this year it's been two years of kinder conversation and we're so grateful that you listen yeah happy 2022 and we can't wait for you to join us in 2023